0: Thing. I don't know. You know, hopefully I would wish to step into that role someday, but not exactly what I'm focused on either. Nice.
1: So. <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I just had to ask since you brought up Rhonda, I've, uh, I was at a lot of her matches being at Mania and all that stuff. That's funny to hear that your boyfriend went to wrestling school. As, mm-hmm. like I said, we, I mean, we, we go to a lot of the stuff I was in LA for WrestleMania to everything from the indie stuff and everything in between. So it's definitely, uh, it's funny, too, and you'll be able to relate to this with, you said, your boyfriend uh, went to uh, wrestling school. You know, it's funny. Everybody thinks for the longest time, I feel like wrestling and MMA fans like hated each other for like, the longest time, but when <laughs> yeah. you really think about it, like they're really not as far off as people think. When you watch what Brock went and did, I was there when he won the UFC title from uh, Randy Couture to, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Dave Patista go over there and get the shit beat out of him, but he still won. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah it's, man, it's it's, nice. it's just funny to see how much that stuff crosses over and it's interesting to hear that that's something that people are even considering as yeah. far as like after MMA cuz I feel like especially like I said I've been around it since probably 2006. You didn't hear anybody talking about, "Okay, well when I get done with my MMA career, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go I'm gonna go look at wrestling." That was mm-hmm. like like forbidden. You wouldn't hear nobody yeah. talk about that unless it was somebody who was a uh, wrestling fan, like somebody like Josh Barnett, who we yeah. see who still goes back and forth. But with that said, you know you've done uh, you've done your thing in the amateurs. We've already seen what you've done in Lights Out Championship. And uh, mm-hmm. before we talk about um, your move over into pro MMA, um, shout out to our sponsor. He was also the sponsor to Lights Out Championship, and it is for most of them, Potter's Tree Service. Check out Asa Potter if you guys need to get your trees cut up. Tree removal, tree trimming, chip, uh, chipping service, storm uh, storm damage cleanup, walnut logging, or lot clearing. ace has got you together. I know he was uh, doing stumps out in Muncing. Check him out. Links in the uh, description. But now that said, you know, I know when we were talking about you coming on the show and in the lead up, you said that uh, you were targeting 2024 as your pro debut for MMA. So mm-hmm. with that said... What makes pro MMA the next move for you? And once you switch over to MMA, uh, pro MMA, you're not able to compete in stuff like what you've got coming up with the World Combat Games or any of that stuff, right, once you turn pro.
0: Um, I think once I'm signed under a major organization, (coughs) yeah, probably not. Yeah. I'd have to be assigned, like, under Invicta or, you know, something bigger like that. But, um, yeah.
1: Okay. So, as you cross over into the pro ranks, tell me... um, (laughs) How are you feeling about that? How do you feel the amateurs has got you prepared? How do you feel that the competition that you're getting, getting to compete on such big stages like you're about to, um, how does that prepare you for a pro MMA career?
0: Yeah. So I kind of look at, um, my pro MMA as like, oh, it's a fight with a contract, you know? Um, (laughs) Obviously, it's a big deal, like it's on your record, but and it's very exciting. Um, and I'm sure there'll be like a new pressure to go with that. But also, it's just another fight. I've competed at a high level for a long time now. Um, I've won a couple national championships in wrestling. So it's nothing like the big stage is like, luckily, something that isn't like too foreign to me. Um, and I think that's what's made my amateur career so successful and like not super, super long just because I have the competition side down of things. I know how my body works. I know how my mind works when it comes to, you know, big competition like that. So I'm also grateful that I've had that background too.
2: With you. Go ahead, Corey. I was going to say just a couple weeks back, we had a former university of Minnesota wrestler, uh, Mitch McKeon and
1: Mm -hmm. same thing.
2: He's, he's made his ascension now through LFA and stuff like that. And he talked about the same thing, how, Mm -hmm competing under those bright lights having the huge crowds and stuff like that it makes these lfa events and that's you know right at the cusp of the major organizations and he's saying even that kind of is it pales in comparison to the events that Mm -hmm. he was doing for the wrestling events and stuff like that and it's you know it makes it that much easier to be able to perform in front of those crowds and stuff of course it's a different event and stuff but to your point when you have that experience you nothing beats experience.
0: You
1: know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So with that said, you know, we've talked about um, the experience that you're getting in the world of rest from the world of wrestling and moving over into MMA. With that said, let's talk about what you've got on tap. So first of all, before we get into what you got at the world combat games, can you, for maybe some of our viewers that might not be as versed on what's going on with pancreation, what are, what's the difference between that and you're just straight up wrestling?
0: Yeah, so this will be nice for hopefully a few of the people listening because I know it's like been confusing for people. People are like, "When is your fight?" And I'm like, "It's kind of a fight." So, Pancration (laughs) is like a mix between MMA and wrestling. There's no cage. It's tournament style like wrestling. Um, it's on a wrestling. It's on a literal wrestling mat. Um, there's like referees, like there is in wrestling. There's a point system. Um, but there is, you know, there's punches, there's kicks, um, there's submissions, there's jujitsu. So, really, it's like a big mix-up between MMA and wrestling. It's like a more aggressive wrestling and more gentler MMA. So, that's how I've been explaining it to people.
1: And how long have you been doing pancreation for?
0: Um, Never.
1: Never. <laughs> never. never. And we're just jumping into World Combat <laughs> So, you know what? this
0: – um, I really didn't know. Like, when I accepted to this event, I didn't exactly know what it was. Um, And then, you know, the rule set came out and stuff like that. And it was pretty much like, here are the little specific rules. Like, you can't upkick. You can't elbow people. All this little stuff. But other than that, it's MMA. So, just go out there and do your best do MMA. So, this fight camp, I've really been, you know – honing in on that rule set and you know, trying to like do more wrestling, like more often, and things like that. But, um, really, I'm just gonna go out there and do my thing, do MMA, don't you know, get disqualified for anything. So, wrestle, <laughs> like really yeah, the confidence
3: mm-hmm. to make the jump. You clearly, she's confident, her man. More props to you. I'm watching it right <laughs> now on, on YouTube as we speak, and the uh, holy. Shit. It's yeah. uh, it's definitely what you said it was. It's exactly yeah. you broke it down perfect to the T. It, this is this is MMA lighter MMA. It just, it's just yeah. it still looks mm-hmm. pretty rough to me, but yeah. How much
1: different <laughs> is that from uh Sambo?
0: I've never really watched that much Sambo, but um yeah, I don't I don't really know. I'm sure I'm sure it's all quite similar. It's just like little mm-hmm. bitty little
1: cool. rules um, differences and yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I would imagine so. And it's probably a lot of ways for those people that are over in those countries that compete in those type of sports to gain that type of experience. Like you're saying with the amateur events and stuff like that, it's it's very similar to that. I'm assuming for those guys to be able to build up their skill, you know, Mm -hmm. same type of thing
1: so with that said you know we talk about how you coming from the wrestling world you've got uh the weight cut thing and all that stuff down you know there's been a lot of news come through about how the ufc is getting rid of usada and now how they have another uh drug testing agency coming through Mm -hmm. i gotta know what do you think about that as somebody who's entering the pro ranks what do you think about the whole thing do you think it's going to change things much
0: yeah, I mean they're going under I did hear they're they're going under another federation, right? They
1: already got it. the Drug Free okay. America uh, drug free oh. Sports America, I think they're called. Yeah, something. Sure. Yeah, I mean, at
0: least there's something, but in my opinion, I feel like a lot of people are already on the juice anyway. So it's like, <laughs> uh, is it, you know, I don't really know. I mean, personally, that's never something I've been interested, interested in. Like, I value my health outside of being an athlete. I, you know, I want kids. I don't. I just, there's things more important to me than that. So, um. But I think it's crazy. I think something should be in place. I'm also not against people who want to use it, you know. I I would rather not competition. I want everyone, you know, to be on the same level. But, like, if you're just using it to use it, whatever. (laughs) To get
1: jacked, to get big and huge. So I could totally see that with, like, I and this is this was my uh whole argument with this. I was actually talking about this with the homie and past guests of the show, Ryan McKinnell and uh Andres Andreas Hale from uh, MMA Today on Sirius XM the other day. Um dude, my whole thing with it is this. Now I've never competed in MMA, but I fought in boxing and I have a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. So for me, I never I feel like as far as a sport like MMA or boxing or anything that's like contact like that, I feel like steroids are an issue and here's why. Only because you're taking so much damage in a fight, right? It -hmm. would be different if you could say, okay, we know that everybody's on steroids, but you know everybody's not going to be on steroids, number one. And number two, if they are all on steroids... You know, if you got somebody like Conor McGregor, not saying that he is on steroids, but I'm just saying if you got, yeah, you know what I mean? You got Conor McGregor who can buy whatever he wants. And then you got Joe Blow who just got in the UFC off the Contender Series. Well, I'm just going to say Conor McGregor probably can buy better stuff than what Joe Blow from the Contender Series is going to get. Which is why for me, it's just like, I don't know. Every time somebody asks me this question, and I get asked it a lot because we run the show. It's like, I, and we just talked about this with Josh Frem from the UFC. Like I, I feel like if it's not something to where everybody's doing it, I would rather just see it out of it. Like in a yeah, sport oh, yeah. like this or football, yeah. I just, I feel I mean, like when you're talking it's... about a sport where in just boxing, how many people have died in the ring, MMA, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting punch, kicked, knee, elbow, everything. Like you just said, and then now we're going to add to the fact that I'm going to be gassed up to the gills and can just punch a hole through your fucking head. That so. No, <laughs> no, correct. Correct me though, because I don't know about steroids. I haven't
3: started using it yet. Yeah. Oh. Yet. Um, <laughs> but they also use steroids for healing. Correct. For yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and and, and like that, that I mean, was the that was not all the same to say,
1: right? No, they're not but all the same. They're not all the
0: same. Like, if you're using it for that, that's fine. But then you should Agreed. be healing, not competing.
1: Right. I guess there should be like a
3: fine line on where you know that meets the other. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. they should probably break that down. But
1: yeah, I completely agree with that because perfect example of that is what we're hearing. Like everybody's talking about how since USADA is still in control till twenty twenty four, how they're saying they're just giving Conor McGregor hell uh, now that he's jumped back into the drug pool, and rightfully so. Obviously, the guy admitted he was juiced to the gills. But to your point if it's for something like that, where a guy has an injury where he snaps his fucking leg in half, like I have no problem with you saying, all right, well, I'm about to be out of action for however long it takes for your leg to heal. Let me take steroids so that I can heal quicker that I have no issue with at all, because that's like you said, you're going to be out of competition. You're not competing with somebody, which is why they had the six months in the testing thing for him to get back into the pool. I agree with that 100%. If it's for healing or something of that sort, I have no issue with it. I just it's think, like you said, pieces. yeah, you know, call me crazy, but John Jones at heavyweight is already scary. But then John Jones, John Jones just hopped up on HGH you, you and everything else. About-
2: you talking about Pico Graham Jones?
1: Yeah, Pico Graham Jones. Yeah, Pico Graham Jones. <laughs> let him, but let him be hopped up and he's going to be looking like Gordon Ryan in this bitch and he's going to yeah. be John Jones. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
3: he's going to be, be doing uh, handicap uh, matches Pico. here.
1: <laughs> he's going to be doing oh handicap God.
3: MMA pretty soon, man.
1: Speaking of that, man, I've been seeing all the back and forth with Gordon Ryan since. Uh, um, him and I forgot who it was he was going back and forth with, but yeah, dude, he's all, or it was Johnny Eblen, Johnny Eblen, the Bellator champ. He was going back and forth. He's like, yeah, you're using juice while you're in jujitsu, but he was arguing the same point of why he thought that it shouldn't be in there, but it just makes for a funny argument. Anytime um you're talking about it with that said, we've talked about the world combat games. We've talked about Pancration and what that is. Tell me how you're feeling about, I know you've got the Olympic trials going. Um, How do you feel about that? Um, Is that something, and again, you said all of it, like the training is kind of similar, so it's not much of a switch, but are you, do you find yourself putting yourself in like a separate, like training camp type situation for that since they're going to be split apart?
0: I do. Yeah. So usually when I go into like full wrestling mode, I train at my college, which is like an hour and 10 minutes away. So I'll go down there like three days a week and kind of just like stay with, cause I still have college friends that live down there, stay with them all day and you know, like do two a days and then I'll still do some classes up here. But like the plan for that is that I have to qualify for the trials first. So I have a qualifier in November and then I have a qualifier in December. But if I qualify in November, obviously
1: you don't need the other one
0: yeah so that's the plan is i'm most likely going to qualify in november and then um hopefully make my pro debut december january maybe february-ish that's like the latest i would like to do it and then um go full wrestling until the trials are in april go full wrestling until the trials are over so
2: Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Honestly, it sounds like a good plan, but with, yeah. with the transition into your pro career, what, what makes kind of the four and O record? What are you at that point now where you're just comfortable enough in your skills, where you've increased, a, you know, your, your mind of the game, I guess you could say in these last four fights enough where you feel comfortable to make that transition. What, what kind of clicked in your mind where you felt like, okay, now is the time.
0: I do. Um, I haven't really necessarily, I don't think I have anything clicked because I still have thought about taking another amateur fight. Like that's still not off the table. That's just kind of the tentative plan that's in my head lately. Um, so it's still possible. I have another amateur fight, but I think my wrestling is really dominant. Um, and my jujitsu is too, like, I'm just well-rounded in everything and I haven't really got showcased it yet, but, um, I just feel confident in how I'm progressing, you know, and I think if we take my career, you know, on a smart path, like we have been, I think I'll just continue to progress. I've only been full time in the game a little over a year. um, And I've made huge leaps and bounds. So I know it's just going to continue to go that way.
1: Well, I definitely would agree with that assessment. Like I said, we were cage side for the last fight, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's one thing that'll serve you very well as you cross over into the pro ranks, is because I feel like in 2023, you see a lot less of it, where you see a lot more people who are well rounded in all areas of the game. Where a lot of times you would see amateurs that were coming up and they only had like the one facet of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you getting to compete at such a high level in all these different disciplines is only going to make you that much more dangerous once you get into the pro, the pro ranks, because again, like you said, it just becomes, um, another day at the office, which with that said, you know, hopefully, uh, the next one is inside the lights out cage. So I get to call it again, but, uh, that said, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to see how 23, 2023, um, ends out for you and how 2024 plays out. Um, with that said, we've got, a hell of a list of fights that's coming up this weekend. So I know with you fighting and doing all this wrestling, I would assume you probably watch a bunch of the UFC as well. Am I right or wrong? Because we get a little bit of both. Some people are like, oh, I don't watch many of the fights. Other people watch every fight.
0: I would say I, I watch them a lot, um, but I don't like follow what's going on. It's like I know you know, a couple weeks out, I'm like, oh, these fights are coming up, but I don't like follow it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm like an in-betweener, I guess.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a big difference between that, like you say, the people that are like, oh, well, I know what event's going to be taking place. And then there's like the people that are like, well, both of these cards fell, you know, both fighters for this weekend's card fell out and knew about it, you know, as it's playing out, you
1: know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard, see, I've heard about that, but I've not like diving into it or any i haven't you know so but
1: all right so everybody that watches our show knows we like to roll parlays and make our picks for these <laughs> fights so ladies first you said you know you said you know the matchups uh what do you think about uh volk and uh makachev running it again and what do you think about the opponent switch for uh hamzat and do you think tomorrow is going to be able to uh handle the power up at 185
0: Um, honestly, couldn't tell you much about that one. But I, you know, I really don't know. Like, when I think about, because I like Volk, I think I fight like him. So it, I don't know, it makes me want to root for him all the time. But yeah, (laughs) I was just saying that today. I was like, man, I think I look like Volk. I think I fight just like him. (laughs) But yeah, I don't really have it, enough opinion to. You're definitely you know, like, prettier it.
1: than Volk, so. first of all, the pretty <laughs> <first of laughs> ball and all Red that deal. So, you know, if you're, if you're trying to model, <laughs>
2: if, if you're picking somebody to model your game off of, though, I, d- I don't think you can find much better in current yeah. MMA form that, than Volkanovsky, that's for sure.
1: So, but, then if you were in his corner, what would you tell him to do different? this time around with Islam, especially with it being such short notice. Cause this time he's taking it only on 11 days notice where I feel like last time he had a little bit more notice than this one. So with that, with that said, I mean, if you could change anything knowing, and you said you fight a lot like bulk yourself, which I would agree with, how would you tell him to fight different against somebody like Islam?
0: I think probably, just like more patience because you know, Islam, like he, like he just is patient, you know. Like, I think positionally, he's very sound, and I think you just have to be patient and sound in your positions to beat someone like that, you know. Um, that's how I fight, and that's you know how I've won against people who are so disciplined in their game, you know. Like, I beat people in their own game every fight because. I'm disciplined in my positions, and I know what they want.
1: So, so thinking one step ahead of him is going to be is yeah. going to be the key to it. How do you think? Uh, do you think it being in Saudi is going to be a big advantage for Islam, since he's like the he's like the fan favorite over there?
0: I mean, because last
1: time they were in Australia, so it was right in uh, Volk's backyard. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't think probably. Not just because the I mean the same people follow it with the UFC, but maybe, you know, I don't know. Like travel is everything. So I don't know. That could affect people. Yeah.
1: Is that something that affects you much when you're going into competition or fights? Like being in somebody else's backyard or a hostile crowd or anything of that sort?
0: No, I'm used to being the underdog, honestly. Like I like going through wrestling and Growing up, I was never predicted to be number one at anything. I never really entered any tournaments, you know, being the number one seed. Um, like all my national tournaments, I was never ranked number one. Um, so, not really. It's just part of it. I thrive do, off of being the underdog. So, <laughs> do,
2: you, do you think it changes anything, though, now that you're reaching the stage of your career where you're not just traveling nationally, you're traveling internationally? I mean, making that long of a flight and stuff like that, that's got to, you got to put some mind fair into it, I would imagine. Or are you looking at it like a potential of a vacation you get to see a spot that you may not have ever went to, you know, without this opportunity?
0: That's definitely how I'm looking at this um, Saudi Arabia experience is, uh, you know, I get to experience such a long flight and travel and how it affects my body. The longest flight I've ever been on is four hours. So this is like a 24-hour flight process, you know, six-hour time difference. Um, and I'm really just trying to use this as a learning experience. None of the bouts go on my permanent record, you know. Um, yeah. So.
2: <laughs> how, how many days uh, out are you getting getting out there?
0: Like, like oh, like beforehand? Yeah. Two. <laughs> Two
2: days. <laughs>
1: Two days. Yeah.
0: Two days. I compete the 25th. That's a lot of time 25th to, to 25th. acclimate. <laughs> yeah and then we leave the morning after so i'm literally there the 23rd 24th 25th leave very very early the 26th so
1: so do you got any flight pet peeves are you somebody that's gonna you gonna just try to sleep it the whole way do you got a book you're gonna read with it are you gonna watch movies how are we passing this 24 hours
0: i have no clue what i'm gonna do (laughs) go crazy uh probably try and sleep yeah Mm -hmm.
1: That's usually my go-to, or I usually have a few podcasts downloaded, which if any of you guys are new here and checking us out on Millions, make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts and all those. You can check it out afterwards, too. Um, But with that being said, you know, we also like to talk about some of the things outside of the ring, or in this case, the cage. So with that said, when you're not training and doing everything that you're doing, what do you, uh, you know, what do you like to do for fun?
0: It's a lot of training. Um, I yeah. like. I've always been a workout junkie. I power lifted for a long time, so nice. honestly, like, I don't know if you count lifting as training, but I like to lift. I like favorite to just, lift. My favorite lift. Um, when I was power lifting, probably bench. Honestly, yeah, bench. So now deadlifts right,
2: better. Yeah, All right. <laughs> I know De- what a
0: gym bro, right? But yeah, I go on walks. Like I love nature. I read a lot. Um, but that's really like a lot of my time is training. So if I'm not doing that, I'm just hanging out outside. I disc golf. You know, whatever I can do to get myself outside.
2: So disc golf. That's a fun game, man. I've only played a couple times. <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah.
3: I've played it. I, I suck. was, you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the worst frisbeer ever. I can't throw that thing. To <laughs> shit. I've been practicing at beaches all my life never been good, but that being said, it, it's still a fun game. It's
0: fun, yeah. You yeah.
3: gotta drink more beer while you do it.
1: That's the problem. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Look,
1: I can throw the shit out of a football. I can throw the shit out of a baseball as I played outfield and things like that. A Frisbee, on the other hand, I just, I look like a dumbass, but I just want to <laughs> confirm for the record that we also know that Corey cannot throw a football for foaling either because even halfway <laughs> through a fishbowl, I had the fucking name of Joe Montana, so I just want to <laughs> say that <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was fucked up because he was airballing that shit, and my ass was talking shit. Uh, Happy birthday, Brian! And he goes, "Well, you get out here and throw it." So I airballed the first one, and I'm like, "All right, I can't do this." The second one threw that bitch straight on. I was like, "That's it, I win." This? Bowling? <laughs> what, is, what is this? Yeah, where pin. you throw the football at the bowling pins. You ain't never played that before. You throw football. With bowling <laughs> I was gonna pins? say you better.
2: You better explain. Where a do you little find better. this? Where do you set where,
1: this up? Where, 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 where so it's all uh so we were at World of Games, they got axe throw in there, they got a mechanical okay. bowl there, they got like what's the thing that they had with where you roll the like wooden thing down the thing. What's that Fe- called? Feather bowling. Feather yeah. bowling? I don't even know what the fuck yeah. that is. It <laughs> was fun, though. I don't
2: know what it was either. And then weird.
1: we had like li- they had beer pong there, and then they had like uh life size beer pong, beer which pong. you sucked at that too i would talk to my game beer pong i know what beer pong is they had the regular beer pong but then they had like the trash can set up in the beer pong spot and you had to like throw oh, the ball in there and uh robin was kicking cory's ass yeah trash
2: He's can
1: usually I must go. To... robin I was kicking the Corey's the ass i kicked ball Corey's ball. ass at the falling shout out to brian it was a good birthday for him but guys la- just
3: beating up on Corey the whole time, pretty much. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: some, day, some days it's like that. Maybe he'll be getting beat up on when we go see Avenged Sevenfold tomorrow, but who oh, knows? Boy. Wait, oh, before we go on, I, yeah. I want to show, can you show us your tattoo on your hand there? That's, I keep
3: catching in the screen. My hand or my the arm?
0: Tat-
3: yeah, what is the tattoo? You- um,
0: it's kind of weird. This is a scorpion. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it now. Scorpion. It was up here? Uh, kind of a Scorpion fighting system, and I just liked it because I'm like that would tie in. This is like the last. No, well, no, this is the last one I got, but it would tie in well with the rest of my arm. So I'm like that'll be sick. Cool.
1: I can totally relate. You got to take us through the sleeve because Chris was asking about it in the comments too. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So first one. Well, I have this on my back. It's just like a USA wrestling tattoo, cool. and then I got this one well this one can't do the camera
2: It's back. i got gotcha. you not not to interrupt but i can't. i, I yeah. really wonder how many women there are with u.s wrestling tattoos on their back yeah that, that's not that's not <laughs> I just every couple, day I, but, you just yeah. you just glanced over it like yeah i got my u.s wrestling like uh, you yeah. see it sometimes in the ufc and stuff like that right. and other mma events and stuff but it's rare that you see it on a woman go on yeah. but yeah <laughs>
0: Um, I got a horse tattoo. I grew up like riding horses and stuff. Oh my god, I can't do this. Um, and then I have this one, it was just like a picture I saw online. It (laughs) It looked cool.
1: Let's tattoo that thing. That's cool as hell.
0: Yep, and then I got the scorpion, and then I got this one last. So
1: it's all good. I had, I was glad Chris asked about that because as you can see, I have a few myself. My whole arm is covered. I've got a lion on my chest. I've got the fr- so mine were all spread out i got my first one when i was like 14 i got boxing gloves when i was 14? 14 yeah i got my first He's one Kyle? When- yeah dude yeah. that's that's what happens when you got the homie that trains with you that does tattoos and my mom didn't think i had balls enough to do it because i hated needles i still hate needles oh. but she <laughs> was like yeah sure i'll let you do it but you won't do it because you don't you don't like needles. And sure shit <laughs> it comes home the sleeve. Now now here we are, and I've got the whole thing. I've got my dad's car here. I've got uh, the cerebral palsy ripping with my belts from jujitsu. The show logo that Lindsay Snow did for us. Uh, all kinds of stupid shit. <laughs> so are we finishing the full sleeve, or what? Are we going to sleeve both arms, or are you just finishing the one? What are you going to do with them?
0: Uh, I'm definitely going to finish this one. I don't know exactly what I want yet, Um, but I want to, like, sleeve. Um, I want to anime, like, sleeve really bad. So that's kind of going to be a – I have to find someone to do that. But, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Well, I don't know, man. I feel like we've covered, we've covered most of the bases in here. So we usually end the show when it's a wrestler with – Locker room etiquette, which also goes into the dumb shit that you'll hear around the locker room, like bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle, keep your baby mama out the locker room, uh, pay attention, still train all kinds of dumb stuff when it comes to the world of wrestling. So to switch that into the world of fighting, fight week, whether that's, uh, whether that's for the Olympic trials, whether that's for the pancration thing, or walking into a cage fight, do we have any pet peeves? Do you have any rituals? Do you have any of that kind of stuff headed into fight week?
0: Fight week for me is really just chill. I try to, you know, uh, take a lot of downtime. So pretty much just that. Nothing ritual. I really, you know, I try and journal more. And um, I'm really, you know, deep in my weight cut and, like, anxious. And I try and, you know, slow my breathing and just really calm down and know that it's it's about to be over and I'm about to compete and then I'm about to get a break. So really fight week is just a lot of trying to calm myself down. <laughs>
1: How does the journaling help? Because that's something I've had uh, recommended to me a few times. Like, Does that help you a lot to be able to center your thoughts and things like that, uh, not only for the fight but outside of it? Or is that something you just do when you're in camp?
0: Um, I definitely do it a lot more Like when I'm getting closer to my fights. I just feel like I need to get things out more and not to take it out on other people. So, I mean, a lot of my, like, people do it differently, but a lot of my journaling is just writing down exactly what I'm thinking. Like, I'm just thinking, and I write it. So, yeah, um, yeah it's kind of, like, meditative. Like, you're not just sitting, it's like you're getting it out. It's not just in your brain, rolling, rolling, rolling. So, so
1: what's, uh, after the weight cuts are over, you got to tell me, because Corey's gotten to experience one of these for me, and I get hangry. So, with that said, uh. After the weight cuts over, what are we eating? What's what? Uh, what's the go-to food once you're done with all that?
0: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm healthy. I'm eating a lot of carbs till um after the event. But after the event, I'm like gluten and dairy free. It really messes me up. But I'll like for a week. I'll eat whatever I want. You know, <laughs> feel all messed up. Um. <laughs> but I can of, I have a plan for this one. This has been a really hard weight cut. So <laughs> um, there's this place out here in like, it's in Potterville. Like I'm going to give him business right now. Look at this. It's in Potterville and it's called Joe's Gizzard city. And it's like gizzards and like fried food and stuff. And that's oh. where I'm going after my flight.
3: Oh, get it. man.
2: So, Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: All yeah. Good. Hopefully get some good Saudi Arabian food, you know? So.
2: Arabic yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. I am really wondering what it'll be like uh when you're actually over there trying to live that life for a couple days. Is that that's yeah. very
1: curious? Yeah. So I gotta say I definitely don't wish uh stomach stuff on anybody, but I can totally relate because I have Crohn's disease. So I totally understand this. So with that said, highly recommend our episode with Big Swole. You'll appreciate that. She's from AEW, she's got uh crones too so we talked about all that kind of stuff but with that said i feel like we've covered all the bases pretty much so the floor is yours if you want anything you've got anything you want anybody else to know let them know where to find you where they can check out uh your work on the mat and anything like that the floor is yours
0: uh yeah so i do a lot of my social media work on instagram at um eat.sleep.wrestle or you can just type in my name Zoe wiki. um, I also post, like, quite a bit of my updates on Facebook, just Zoe wiki or Zoe Wiki MMA is where you can find me, um, I'm pretty active on there, and that's where you can see, you know, where I compete, my links to everything, and, yeah, just keep updated on me, so.
1: You heard it, throw out the dates one more time for what you got coming up so everybody can, uh, cool. stay, um, up with what you got.
0: Okay, so October 25th, next Wednesday. Um, I compete in Pancration at the World Combat Games for Team USA. And then November 17th, I'll be competing at the Bill Farrell in New York City. And then December, January, February, up in the air still. So, yeah, that's what I got coming up.
1: Hell yeah. So I'm going to just throw this out there. You should definitely have like some kind of Halloween costume themed, like singlet or some shit for this. That'd be pretty dope. Oh shit, he's already. Get Look, festive, man. Bro, your nephew's uncle Howdy mask is fucking epic, all right? So yeah, like that that would be what, that would be what I would say. That thing was way too expensive for me to buy, but uh fuck that. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime and in between time, shout out to our sponsors Potter's Tree Service. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you check us out on millions.co. Go buy you a shirt. There's going to be shirts and all that stuff. All of you guys who were saying you missed the last drop on the shirts and all that good stuff, you can find it there. All of our stuff will be available there. And make sure you stay tuned because, you know, I heard there might be a big guest joining us this Thursday with all these pay per views coming up. So, in the meantime and in between time, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it out, let somebody know. Peace.